We're here to inform you and to hopefully inspire you. We talk about on this podcast, the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast, things like nature, philosophy, the human condition, climate change and sustainability. A whole range of different things we get our teeth into. I'm Stuart the World Man Mabbott, you're one of your co-hosts and who's the other co-host? Uh, your other co-host is William Mankler and I'm a photographer and I do a live show every week on Wednesdays talking about creativity and all the other things that I, I, some reflections in the week, just to help you make life much, much, much more simpler and much more fun. And uh, we, we, we often, these discussions, especially when we are discussing your questions, uh, there are often a meandering style conversation, aren't they, Stuart? We're two men in our forties. Mm. Um, we have opinion, we, we, we have opinions, but we're not experts, are we either? No, we just offer up real opinions and real discussions in the hope that it uh, motivates people to uh, challenge their own thinking uh, and also to um, ma- no, make these world scale issues uh, a bit more palatable and give them a local feel and hope that, um, uh, that, that you, when you're listening to this, you'll go out there and make a difference to the community, the nature, the environment in your local area. Yeah. As I said, I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit and uh, my job is connecting people with nature in as many ways as I possibly can. And this is one of them by doing this podcast. Our question today, is somebody local to us, William? Uh, very local to both of us, actually. Michelle in New Hinksy. And uh, I was going to say that it's, like, once again, it's a meandering, it's going to be another meandering conversation, it feels. It's an interesting question today. And we meander yeah. very much like a tree blown around a, a pot, the surface of a pond, or uh, somebody trying to find uh, that one thing they need in IKEA. <laughs> mm. Exactly, a new inksy, Michelle's from New Inksy, that's in Oxford. What Michelle has said, she actually found us for the first time a couple of weeks ago on YouTube when we released the HS2 and the Bailiffs episode of this podcast that we recorded. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you for listening. And uh, she also asked, is there any new stuff going to come out on YouTube? Because that's uh, mainly what she uses. We've got plenty coming out, haven't we? Yeah, plenty of material coming out on, 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 on YouTube. The best way to find anything like that is to subscribe on YouTube, which is completely free. It's, it's The word to subscribe can sound like you need to pay for it, but all you need to do is go onto YouTube. Um, you need a Google account, of course. Just click sub- subscribe. There's also a little bell notification as well, which you'll, you'll then get notified uh, when we release new material so you'll be the first person first person to hear about it michelle wraps her question up around something that's recently happened in the oxford area it was announced not so long ago that the oxford to cambridge expressway sorry where, uh, where was that road going to again cambridge <laughs> yeah, yeah Stuart, has, um, Stuart has a very difficult uh, very very difficult saying the word cambridge it's a bit like how i say yeah. swindon yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just just greats. Anyway, the, the this new road, it's Michelle highlights that it was cancelled the other day. The, the the idea of building it, and um, what she says is it's probably it probably is part of the wider infrastructural package that the new HS2 fast railway is providing. You, you know, we need more roads, uh, uh, better roads better in, in, uh, transport system and this road hmm. was maybe was maybe part of that wider package and she said it, uh, I think it was Grant Shapps uh, uh, d- the politician I'm not sure what role he plays but he he, he, um, he announced that it had been cancelled due to public disapproval of it yeah 
Okay, and what Michelle says is even though she, it's in her area and she would hate to think the countryside is um, being decimated for this new road, if it's part of a wider package, isn't it partially justified? But she also says that because people in Oxford shouted loudest, it was cancelled. Does that mean other roads that should be cancelled aren't being cancelled because people aren't shouting as loud. So I understand what she's saying there because we've had this road cancelled and I'm pleased it's been cancelled, but it is part of a wider a, a wider strategy in theory. Yeah. Uh, and why, why should we be allowed to have our road cancelled and nobody else? Anyway, I want to come on to her question, but she's framing it around that. And she also says that, are we in Oxford just nimbies, not in my backyard? But that's why we, we shouted so loud to get this road cancelled. But what she does say, she does feel that a radical change needs to come in the way we live to, to be able to humanity to survive. Radical change needs to be accompanied by radical optimism. So what she's saying in part is she's pleased this road isn't being built, but because it's part of a wider package, is it on the whole a good thing that it's not being built? And then she comes on to her question. Regarding the authorities' aggressive responses to the protests that are happening uh, on the ground that, that, that is in reaction to the ecological and climate crisis that we, fail, that we face, is the authorities' aggressive response driven by a need to put others off from protesting and is direct, and is direct action the best approach for activists? Mm. There's a lot of wide points there and i think michelle has got me i was against that road hmm. being built but she does raise a good point that even though she was against that road being built is it for the greater good i've often thought about the you know we talked about hs2 and the, the response to the activists and the fact that myself and two other listeners uh, have contacted and given us long emails about they both agree with hs2 and but they don't agree with the tactics, you know. Yeah. But the tactics for me have always been a matter of, but always come down to who's got the power and expressing mm. that power and putting putting future protesters off and only having, you'll only end up with those that are have either have nothing to lose or are who are um, just very strong willed, right? And that will then be yeah. the minority. And that minority then can potentially be forgotten about or not forgotten about maybe, but just not taken so seriously because it's a minority. You know, it's only a minority mm. view. Whereas mm. it seems with this, this, this Cambridge-Oxford route, and I can say the word Cambridge without um, coughing, um, uh, it, 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 it rattled a lot of people's feathers, rattled a lot of people's cages because it was like it's a new mm. road and uh, is it really necessary? Um, there must have been... It sounds like it sounds like there must have been a massive lot, a lot of agreement right across the board from, from whoever was against this. Right? It wasn't just a one group mm. of people. It was a, it was a it was a big enough group of people that didn't like it, and it was a big enough mm. issue for the government to think that well, right, right, this isn't popular, and we've got no way of going through with it. They may have even looked at it, the fact that it might not even be viable potentially. I don't know. Just mm. this, these are these are these are my own opinions. I'm just sort of mm. making them up as I'm thinking about this this mm. specific issue. But the, mm. the whole idea of um, direct action being the best approach for activists, that's an interesting question, definitely. The, the, yeah, we do need a better road network. But mm. uh, and I, the, the, this question has made me think, OK, we were against this road being built and it's part of the wider infrastructure package. 
But it, it do, the thing that does alert me is there's a lot of people were going to be impacted, so we shouted loudly. Is it? Is it more? Is it more? It seems a bit unfair. It seems a bit unfair. A lot of these other roads that are done in these rural areas, nobody lives there, so there's nobody to to argue the case for the wildlife. I know. I know uh, about it as well because it's you know. Yeah. If 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 you if you're not aware of it, then you're not going to do anything about Mm. it. Whereas this, it could have just been very a very well ran campaign as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I never really saw this as a group of activists. Uh, I saw it more because again we're talking about a lot of the time we're talking about let's take away labels anyway because yeah. labels don't help because activists will conjure up a certain image and we talked about this in in a series mm. that we're putting together right now right how an yeah. activist can be really you know you, you could, I, I conjured up a very very stereotypical image of a, of a if you remember I conjured up a very stereotypical image of an activist um, mm. But I always got the impression that this, this, the, the, the ones that were against this, just were very well organised, and it was just a very mm. well organised. It never felt like the stereotypical activist yeah. route. That was what I would say. Uh, why, why, okay, why, so why did this? Why was this more? Why, you know, why was this more successful than others? It just might have been well or better organised. Then just might have been a big mm. swell of uh, uh, people against it. You know, if you look at HS two. Mm. And maybe HS2 is um, there wasn't a, there, were, there aren't enough people against HS2, um, hmm. um, but that's getting into a very different thing. We're not talking about that right now, are we? Really? But I, so, so, so you're saying the quality of the the opposition is as important to uh, you know how noisy they are because yeah. clearly it made an impact just, on government thinking. It's not just noise, but hmm. it depends on who is in that group and who. Uh, the, I wonder if there was some, and this is just speculation. I have no connection to this this um, mm. campaign at whatsoever. Um, I mean, I was against it. I have to say that's an opinion, though, because I didn't see the point mm. in having a bit this main road between Oxford and Cambridge. It didn't really seem to make sense. Uh, we don't want to go there. Well, why do we want a road to take us there? You know, the people in uh, Cambridge want to come here. We don't want to go there. But um, yeah, and I've, I've 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 lost my point. But I think it's uh, from from my perspective, it just seemed to be that there was enough people, and maybe somebody in that group had influence, had bigger influence. Who knows? Yeah, it'd be interesting to dig down, wouldn't it? There's something. Uh, who, who was there's it? Some learn. Yeah. Who was involved? Who was? Mm. It could have been somebody who has maybe several people who have strong influence that would have been massively affected by this road um, the other thing it could have been is this the government were like well actually yeah we've listened and uh, this road is completely nonsense because like you yeah. say who wants to drive to Cambridge well the thing is see it clearly had an impact on the government so direct action could learn from this in some way maybe, um, but, maybe. But we don't know until we dig into it but what I do know is the government is rattled because we've spoken about this but new legislation has come in to try and limit the ability to protest yeah. So clearly that's being brought in because the government are flexing their muscles yeah. and are being impacted. But yeah. in, the, in, in the instance of this new legislation, they, they, they didn't do what the activists wanted, uh, whereas these road campaigners, they did do what they wanted. But, it doesn't, but it, what it does indicate in both instances, the government are impacted and listening. Yeah, you know, you could, you, I think you were 
correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think you were about to, you were also saying that are there lessons you can learn from this successful campaign? And there mm. might be, but I always get this this impression, at least, that every single campaign is a very unique entity, a mm. very unique beast, you know. Yeah. Uh, one thing that makes these these things like the this expressway and hs2 is they are major infrastructure projects so they have a bigger impact over a longer over a larger area and that mm. is what makes them more they just have more impact they have a greater impact don't they yeah. but i don't think yeah. you, i don't think you can necessarily learn from one i don't think one campaign can be learn, can learn very much from another yeah. because they are very different beasts and different people involved and different uh, reasons involved as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this whole thing, I mean, the street protests are escalating because I don't know if you saw, but there were complete riots in Bristol last night with... Um, no, I didn't police. see that, no. Yeah, you need to get look at that. There was concrete blocks flow, thrown, there was police vehicles blown up and on fire. It was proper riots. Do you, do you know what part, and, of, part of Bristol that was in? And by the way, we're recording this on the 22nd of March, 2021, just yeah. so you'd be clear. Just somewhere in the city centre. I don't know Bristol at all. Well, there's a, um, there's a certain uh, area of Bristol that's always been renowned for its activism. Yeah. Uh, Stokes Croft has been always renowned yeah. for activism. Always but the thing is, it. see, this new legislation was brought in to counteract Black Lives Matter and... Uh, um, Extinction Rebellion and, and this is a blanket policy change that limits um, any group's ability to protest and you're beginning to find extreme groups are now um, now joining forces and they're all protesting and it's taking it to a new level uh, I'm not sure I can't remember what it's called now but it's not the National Front but it's the it's the organisation that um, wants to keep Britain British um, can't remember what you call it now. There's, and then you've got there's the, several, isn't there? There's the English Defence yeah. League. And this policy to limit um, protest is actually uh, is is inflaming the situation um, yeah. uh, because that the, 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 there are extreme groups on all sides that are now jumping on board, uh, uh, and it's now not one organisation coordinate it. It's a whole mishmash. And it is it's public um, disquiet now, mm. uh, and you could see this coming. It's it's going to be it's going to be like the, the the inner city riots in the early eighties all over again. Uh, and uh, and um, to, to go back to Michelle's question, is the authorities' aggressive responses to the protests that are happening on the ground in reaction to the ecological and climate crisis that we face, driven by a need to put off protesting? Uh, 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 in the future and is direct action the best approach I don't think it is going to put people off because you're beginning to see this ramp up into turning into something completely different now yeah. this, this, this is the, the people against the government now them and us which we need to get away from yeah. but the answer to the second part of the question is of is direct action the best approach I think it has to be judged on a case by case basis and not as a, we would say don't label people, but I also think that comes into don't generalise. I think is direct action the best action? In some cases, probably. In some cases, maybe not. Uh, I would say it's a bit like 
I was just thinking cool. actually this morning, funnily enough, about this whole COVID situation and with the vaccines situation and how certain parts of you, uh, how the EU, certain parts of certain countries in the EU spread rumours about the hard rumours about the the Oxford vaccine. That it, we really, it's the whole idea of sort of working. The world should have at the point of the original outbreak have properly worked together, but it just seems to be impossible to do that. You know, yeah. we it should have been. We should have all just been working it, working at it as a community. You know, in in a way, in a way, activism shouldn't really be shouldn't be necessary. There should be a lot more proper talking, and uh, mm. I think we often end up with adversarial conversations, um, which is often sparked by I think by by uh, by the way we act on social media. You know, we, we're often I I see so many conversations, and I saw a conversation very recently in. Uh, on a on a local group about the um, the low traffic neighbourhoods which are happening here in Oxford, mm. and the conversation actually ended up uh, with two people. I mean, this is talking about just restricting access to certain roads for, with certain mm. for certain vehicles, and uh, mm. the the conversation descended into um, calling each other potentially calling each other racist, and I was like, well, how, mm. that's ridiculous. How can you end up in a conversation like that? I think it's almost like that. Mm. We, I think, looking at the whole idea of direct action is 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 definitely is definitely needed. I've often thought direct action is almost like your last resort, um, but it should be better better communication between everybody, um, talking to each mm. other, and uh, also um, just having. And if that doesn't necessarily work, but just having different ways of, of different ways of protesting against it. It's not just a matter of mm. direct action, is it? Yeah, yeah, effective protest. That's what's needed. Yeah, protest is a is an inalienable right of anybody who lives within a democratic society. But the interesting thing is, um, there there was somebody uh, and last week they were taken to court because the, the 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 police are using new tactics now, and this is designed again flex the arm and to put people off. There was somebody who was protesting somewhere on the HS2 rail new railway line that's being built. They that the police, the Thames Valley Police, interestingly, it's a new tactic, they personally paid a huge amount of money to bring a personal, private uh, case against this individual. They didn't, you know, so, uh, and what happens is, when you are, when the police issued this, it makes it very hard to defend yourself because uh, defend yourself against a private case, you're not allowed to get um, legal aid. So it costs it costs between fifteen and twenty thousand pounds to represent yourself, right? Uh, to get rep- okay, and the police know that. So what they're doing, they're bringing private prosecutions against protesters, um, m- making it very hard for them to actually defend themselves. Now, they've not committed any offence or, or anything, but so uh, but there's a huge amount of money being raised to pay for these costs, so it might actually backfire. But the interesting thing is. This person was let off due to a technicality because the the police, because they're using this new tactic, didn't issue the paperwork in the right way. Right. But the interesting thing is, he was let off, but the judge said, you're not allowed to go within 25 metres of the new HS2 railway. Now, this makes it very interesting. He's not allowed to go within 25 metres of the HS2 railway. But his house is 10 metres from the railway he lives less than 25 meters from the railway so does that mean he's not allowed to go home yeah 
I can't necessarily um, say too much about that because I don't know I don't know any of the details no. of it. But that but that that in a nutshell is is is, is crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. That's just. So clearly protest direct action is having an impact, but it doesn't necessarily mean direct action is always the best method. We could no. have had this impact in other ways. Indeed, but yeah. also direct action, I'm not saying, just trying to discourage it, I'm just question, making people think, is direct action the best, the best option? And look at it on a piece by piece basis. Anyway, I think we've uh, strangled that question to death, William. I was, I was going to say, yeah, because you are listening to the People's Countryside Environmental Debate, Pod, Environmental Debate Podcast uh, with myself, William Manklo, as co-host alongside, as always... Who's the Stuart other... the Wild Man Mabbit. Yeah, we, we discuss these, discuss the questions you send in to us, and thanks for every single question you send in to us. It, it, it really does give these... Lead, lead, lead to these very meandering conversations a very um, uh, we don't we, we always try and have an action often often try and have an action but I don't yeah. think there's any real action in here it's more it's more discussing these big issues isn't it but I, I, my, the actual an action I would give is just don't just uh, generalise when you're looking at a situation maybe the action is to actually look at each situation no matter what it is on its own merits yeah in, in not yeah. just not just about climate just in all, all aspects of life but to go back to your question, you said about we answer questions. We were running a bit low recently, and we put out an appeal to, to, to people, anybody who's listening to this podcast to send in some questions. And we've had another batch come in, and, and uh, we got about 14 in the kitty that we've got to answer. So thanks for sending more in. Yeah, I think we figured, cause we, I think we figured it out that we've got, as we discuss every single question that is sent in, we, we're very democratic here. We will answer every single question. Sometimes we may we may move them around. We, we do generally do them in, in the order we receive them in, but we also do move them around a bit as well because we want to put themes yeah. together and that type of thing. But we yeah. believe we've got some material right through to July now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. keep your questions coming in, please. On keep your and it doesn't have yeah. to necessarily always be questions because some of the some of the questions in inverted commas coming in. <laughs> They are also they're more more opinions, and uh, we'd love to discuss those and just just to just to dismantle them and 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 and, and, and talk through them. Um, and spe- specifically, we'd love to sort of overanalyze any question that comes from I being Worthing as well. So mm. you know, yeah, got to do that. Yeah. But do you want to talk? She's prob- Go on. I, I reckon one day if we keep teasing Ivy and Pedro, uh, some of our best listeners, they're going to come knocking on our door during an episode and. It's going to be sort of, I don't. I don't. Going to th- throw confetti at us or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say if Rory. Rory comes knocking on on our door. I, 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 you know, he could sit down and have a cup of tea, have some food because he's going to have to. He's going to be walking a long way yeah. from, nor- from from <laughs> the Northern Territory in Australia. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Patreon. Tell us about that. Patreon.com forward slash the People's Countryside. It's a way of supporting this podcast. Um, there are four uh, levels of support. Each level gives you access to behind-the-scenes uh, recordings, uh, downloadable recordings, or down- downloads of this podcast, which means you can download them and listen to them at your heart's content without any internet connection. You can go to the, the middle of you can go to the middle of the outback in Australia, Stuart, and listen to an episode mm. without having an internet connection. But go and have a look on the patreon.com forward slash the people's countryside. We always aim to get material, new material out every Monday on there. Sometimes it's public, sometimes it's behind specific tiers. But have a look on there and I'm sure there'll be something there you'd really want to, to help us with. Or, or to, to to actually consume and, and take from us. <laughs> Does that make any sense? No it doesn't. It's sort of. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't. 
Do you want to do that again then? Or? Yeah. No, not really. I'll just go for it because yeah. we're, we're, we're very genuine on here on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, this, is, this has been the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Uh, thanks very much for being with us. Once again, I'm William Mankelow and alongside me, Stuart, if you want to just sign out, um, maybe ask, yep. ask people to share this podcast. Yeah, if you've got a, a, the privilege of having five friends, share them, share this podcast with them and uh, tell them to listen. And they might not agree with, with, the, with, with what we're talking about, but it doesn't matter. Just share it with them. Our next question is going to be from a, another resident of Oxfordshire, Julie in Kingston Bagpews. So until next time, it's me, Stuart, the wild man, Mabba, and him. William Mankelow, and I don't have five friends, so I can't, I can't do that. So if you have five friends... You're, you're, you've got a good life. But thanks very much for listening to us. Mm-hmm.